0: The Rise. I'm your host, Mark Basil. This is the podcast where we talk industry, we talk business, we talk shit, we motivate, and we get things done. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in once again to this week's episode of The Rise. I want to thank all of you who continue to tune in week in, week out, and listen to the show. I want to thank all my dedicated uh, listeners of this show. We have gone
1: worldwide,
0: everybody. We are touching base in all four corners of the world. We're in about seven or eight different countries right now. Uh, My analytics each and every month are getting better and better. We're touching more and more countries. My listening... Uh, My listenership, my audience each and every week is growing larger and larger. So keep listening, keep subscribing, keep downloading, guys. Give that five-star rating. I'm very curious to see, with your help, of course, how big we can get this audience. If you haven't already listened to last week's episode, episode number 11, how I dedicated my life to the business I love and how the business didn't show me love in return until I turned 30, guys. It's a long time. We're talking 24 years of traveling on that windy road, a lot of discouragement, a lot of frustration, a lot of obstacles, uh, but I go into detail. I talk a little bit about uh, some words of advice and encouragement that were given to me along the way, kind of changed my mindset a little bit, my perspective of how I look at the business, which really allowed me the fortitude to keep going and chasing after my dream. Um, you know, still have a long way to go, long road to travel, but I never would have been able to accomplish the things I have so far up until this point. If I didn't give credit and acknowledge the long road and the journey that I've traveled behind me. So go ahead guys, go back into the archives, episode number 11, give that a listen. This week's episode guys, episode number 12, my guest this week, Gus Medina, a.k.a. DJ Your Honor, finally, finally got this guy on the phone. Uh, We used to work together back in the day, years ago in the nightlife industry. I was checking IDs on the door, kicking ass. He was rocking the club, spinning uh, getting everybody on their feet, making sure everybody had a good time. And this guy, man, is one of the most humble human beings I've ever met. So grateful for everything he's been afforded, for the opportunities he's been blessed with. A uh, Very, very humble guy. Very down to earth. Had such a great time talking to him. Uh, it was long overdue. We haven't really touched base or caught up in quite some time. So it was a lot of fun to actually uh, go back to where it all started. Talk about the bar in which we had worked in years ago. I mean, we had such a great time on the phone, guys. we I literally had enough material for two episodes. So what I decided to do is I decided to split the episodes up. This week, we're going to be releasing part one. Next week, I'll be releasing part two next Tuesday, which will conclude my interview with Gus Medina, a.k.a. DJ Your Honor. But in this week's episode, guys, we're going to touch base a little bit about how back in the day when he was first breaking into the music industry, first starting out his DJ career, he was actually grooming to become to have a career in law to become a lawyer which was the family business and how he kind of made that transition from grooming to that law career into becoming a full-time full-fledged rock and dj getting the party started, traveling all over the place and making money doing it, doing what he loves to do and making money uh, fulfilling his dream. So that's and not to mention the trial and errors as well as the successes and failures along the way, the blessings he's been given and uh, the blessings he chooses to give back, guys. So that's basically what we're going to cover here in this episode. Episode 1, Gus Medina. Next week will be episode 2. We'll be getting into a little bit more depth there. But guys, I don't want to waste any more time. want you guys to tune in, put your earbuds in, crank up the volume on the car stairs if that's how you're listening to this week's episode, because Court is in session, you have all been summoned. all rise for DJ Your Honor.
1: So what's going on with you, man? All is good, thank God. Um, busy. Hey, yeah. Well, I mean, I can say the same about you, I mean, uh, you know, see... <laughs> seeing, seeing you working on HBO, working on a couple of TV shows, I mean, brother, you are, you are making moves, and well, you're right. making more moves than a chess grandmaster, I'm proud of you, Oh, man. listen to you, what about you, every time I bring you up
0: on social media, every time I get on social media, I don't even have to bring you up, you're just there, getting on a fucking plane somewhere,
1: <laughs> I've been so. very, uh, I've been very fortunate, uh, the DJing has, uh, really started to take off, uh, I'm making my way over to. Um, I'll be back over in L.A. in a couple of weeks, and then uh, off to Vegas for a bit, then Chicago, and uh, you know, just uh, just keeping just keeping busy on that front. Um, you know, thankfully, uh, you know, people like to hear honorable music, so I must be doing something right. You must be doing it right. You figured out that formula, and you're kicking down doors, man. That's awesome. Still, <laughs> so, still got a lot more doors to kick down. There's a lot. Uh, more you Long way to go. Journey never ends. Amen to that, but as long as you enjoy the ride, that's the most beautiful part about it, right? I agree
0: with that. You have to enjoy the process. If you don't enjoy the process of what it is you're after, then you'll never see your end game. I believe that wholeheartedly. A
1: hundred percent. A hundred percent, brother. Look, uh, whatever I can do to empower you, you know I got you a hundred percent, and I truly appreciate you even supporting me since day one. I mean, from the Cornerstone days, man.
0: Cornerstone days? Wow!
1: What a long way
0: we've come, huh? Uh, right, man? So before we get, like, officially underway, I just, I want to introduce you to everybody. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and throw out your real name here as well, uh, if go that's alright with you. So, you know. Go for it, absolutely. On the, on the phone right now, everybody, uh, I have, um, Gustavo Medina. Uh, you guys who follow him on social media know him as DJ Your Honor and uh, we've been talking about doing this together for a little while now, and there's been scheduling conflicts and uh, obstacles, but we finally figured out a way around everything. I got him on the phone right now, and we're just going to take this opportunity, and we're just going to talk about the journey, talk about the process, talk about, you know, like we had just mentioned, how far he's come from when him and I used to actually work together at an amazing bar in New York City and Midtown East, called the cornerstone tavern weekend nights Gus used to spin records and fucking get the place jumping and i was on the door checking ids and uh you know that's how we were making a living keeping a roof over our head paying for public transportation and oh. and now you know here we are years later and you know everybody who's listening is is a little more familiar about my journey so far because of what i've mentioned in past episodes so we're going to take this opportunity. And we're going to talk about your journey. So when we met, it was probably Christ. If I had to guess, I don't know what would you say. Seven, eight years ago, maybe
1: somewhere in it was, that. It was twenty. It, it was twenty thirteen, um, March or April of twenty thirteen when I started my okay. residency over at uh, over at Cornerstone. And uh by the way, a shout out to your listeners and uh all the viewers of your of your uh of your show the rise love the title <laughs> love the show love listening to it and uh thank guys you. if uh all 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 i can say to uh all the listeners out there mark is one hell of an intelligent mind and he's somebody to definitely uh keep on uh you know paying attention to I'll tell you that right yeah. now well thank you very much for that
0: I appreciate that shout out you know what it is man it's just it's it's for me it is i I have been fortunate enough, and you know, I actually talk about it on this week's episode, um, so I won't get too much into it. but you know I, I started at a very young age. I started six years old, uh, moved to New York at seventeen to attend American Musical Dramatic Academy, which I dropped out of, and from seventeen till 30 years old, man, the age of seventeen till 30 for me, it was a long, bumpy ride. I think in that 12 or 13 years, I booked two, maybe three jobs. And it was very frustrating and discouraging. And in that time frame, just simply by walking the streets of New York, I've been able to meet uh, a lot of influential people. I, I've actually, I've met some people who were son of a bitches, you know, famous people who couldn't, couldn't uh, be bothered. And, and I've met some who were, were very gracious with their time, um, you know. And I don't know if you, you've listened to all the weekly episodes, but, you know, I told this amazing story about Alec Baldwin, last week and my chance encounter with him at Barnes and Nobles on Lincoln Square eighteen years ago and how that kind of helped shape my mindset for this business instead of getting discouraged, just kind of how to look at it and and and, and the process, man, is just something I've always enjoyed, which is what I hope we could we, we could touch base on a little bit today. The process to me is part of the story. You know, I mean there's no such thing as an overnight success. There's no such thing as you know being picked out of a crowd or discovered walking through Times Square. Although that's what a lot of people love to believe, um, right? Of course, it's literally it's literally a process that that everybody who gets to where they want to be get by kicking down fucking doors, by pounding the pavement, and persistence and believing in yourself. You know, and and there's exactly. a lot of people there's a lot of people who don't take these chances to, to follow their hearts, to follow their dreams, because they let haters get in the way and um, right. And they get discouraged and stuff like that. And so that's, that's part of the reason I put this podcast together is because I have, uh, definitely been discouraged and frustrated in my career. I've definitely met some influential people in the industry that were complete fucking jerk off. So I'm not going to mention any names, but I've also met some pretty amazing people who actually took time out of their, I'm sure cut chaotic schedule and gave me a few minutes. And gave me some words of encouragement. So if I could do that for somebody else out there, even though I'm nowhere near Alec Baldwin or Chaz Bono or whatever, if, if yeah, I could give yes. if I could give somebody that motivational kick in the ass to say to themselves, "Well, this guy makes some fucking sense." Maybe I will think about it harder. Maybe I will make that first move. Maybe I will take that plunge. Then I'm I'm happy. So so I bring people like you on who have gone through this journey on their own and talk about su- their successes and failures and, and and the obstacles that they've had to go through to get to where they are today. And like I said, opening up this episode, you're killing it. Like every time I'm on fucking Instagram, I don't even have to type your name in. It's right there in front of me. And it's some sort of an Instagram story or post that, has a shit ton of engagement, which is awesome, because that's very, very difficult to do. So congratulations on figuring out that fucking algorithm. But also, like, you're always on a plane, man, and you're doing what you love to do. Like, if I'm not mistaken, you were just in Buffalo. I saw recently you were were spinning at a, uh, uh, you were DJing at a tailgate party for fucking WrestleMania, and if you know me, you know I'm a huge wrestling fan. So, like, these are... These are all opportunities that you've had because of your journey and your belief in yourself in persevering. And uh, I applaud you for that because I know firsthand how difficult it is. So congratulations on everything you're doing. Um,
1: Brother, I appreciate. I, I really appreciate that. Um, I will say this. It has a lot to do with the people that you meet along the way as well because not, it's uh, it's virtually impossible to get your foot off the ground by yourself. Somebody has had to with uh Giving you an opportunity for you to be able to, uh, you know, make it through. The only way for you to walk through that door is if you, is if somebody opens it for you. But that being said, it still takes a lot of willpower to take, uh, you know, to, to undertake that opportunity and actually walk through the door. Because somebody can open the door and it can be a very heavy door, but your legs could be very heavy and you could be carrying a lot of baggage. And if you, um, if you have all of that, it, sometimes it's Difficult to even walk through the door, even when it's wide open for you. So, you know, I'm very, I'm very grateful. I mean, the first opportunity that I got within my DJ career, just to flash back a little bit to the Cornerstone days, was via the owner, Dennis Keene, and the, and the manager at the time, Art. And, uh, I'm truly grateful for those gentlemen because without them, uh, there's, there's no way this journey would have, there's no way this journey would have started. And, uh, you know, right now, um, I'm really, I'm really, uh, humbled to be able to say that I love to do what I do. You know, just last weekend uh, as you mentioned, I was in Buffalo, I was DJing the Club Marcello over there. The weekend before that, or two weekends before that was WrestleMania weekend, and uh, I was DJing the Bullet Club block party with uh, DJ Neurotic and with uh, DJ Z, uh, who's actually making his NXT debut in the next few weeks. Uh, He's down in full sail right now, actually. So shout shout out to my boy DJ Z who's about to um, debut on uh, on NXT. And, you know, I even told him, now you've given me a reason to really watch NXT now. And, uh, you know, as you know me being a huge, uh, wrestling fan myself, sure. um just, just to segue into that a little bit, seeing Ricochet and Aleister Black and all of these, uh, all of these superstars make it up to the main roster, it's almost given me reason to think, well, I mean, all the talent is up on Raw and, uh, and SmackDown now, so. Maybe I don't have to watch NXT as much, and then all of a sudden, nope, this guy's gotta gotta come up, so I'm gonna have to watch. I don't have a choice now. <laughs> <laughs> Good for
0: him, man. Good for him. That's right there. That is like half the battle, you know. And it's just like you said, you know, somebody's got to open the door for you. And that what you just stated is a perfect example because DJZ, you know, somebody somebody within the NXT organization opened the door for him. And just because right. he got into NXT, it doesn't stop there for Now he's got to prove himself 10 times harder in NXT in order to get up to the main roster of the WWE. So that's exactly. actually, that's a very perfect example of what it is you and I are talking about here. But I do want to go back. You did bring up the Cornerstone in your early DJ days. I know that yeah. you weren't always DJing, man. You were working, uh, you, I believe while we were working together at Cornerstone, you also have, had like an actual, like, fucking nine to five like a a legitimate job that you were doing at the time
1: yeah i did um so the name dj your honor stemmed from my uh from, from my from my days as a paralegal so my dad he's an attorney he's been in practice for about 30 years attorney of the same name gustavo medina uh still in practice now and uh you know i still refer cases to him of course but uh that being said I was as paralegal, and I was getting groomed to become a, uh, you know, to become an attorney and take over the family practice. Um, but a couple of things had uh, had shifted my focus away from that. And for me to be able to tell that whole story, I have to shift back to about uh, to work through about eleven ten years ago when I was uh, twenty, turning twenty-one. I was attending audio school at the uh, at the Institute of Audio Research, which unfortunately is no longer. Uh, It is no longer standing today, but I learned amazing things from them, and I met amazing people through them. That being said, shortly before I graduated from there, I found out that my uh, ex-fiancé was pregnant with my daughter. And at that time, I learned, okay, I need to be able to take care of, uh, you know, my family because if I don't, then I'm not doing anybody any favors. So I put my music career on hold for a bit because I had been – I had an interest in being an audio engineer at the time, and that's always stuck with me. So what I did was uh, when my daughter was on the way, I opened up a small business in uh, in Queens called Store My Phone. What that business did was it, it allowed uh, kids in high school to leave their phones at the store with me for a dollar a day because the metal detectors, uh, enforced uh, the metal detectors, uh, the, and the x rays prevented kids from bringing the phones to school due to the law that was in place at the time where kids were not allowed to have electronics in the building. So, okay. that business, I, I, uh, I, I learned, I learned quite a few things from that. I was operational for about a year and a half, uh, until the law changed. Then I moved on to, you know, going back to my dad's office, which I had been working in and out of for the past 10 years. And I was like, all right, well, this is my career path. I'm going to become an attorney. That's it. Then, uh, Abel happened. A good friend of mine, Abel Olmos, who now lives in Austin, Texas. He used to invite me to, uh, house parties all the time. So I went over to a house party with him once, and I was still dabbling in music, you know, DJing wise, whatever. And I had this app on my phone called DJ, and I used that to create, to, uh, you know, to, to do mixes every now and then. So he brought me over to a house party. And, you know, I was like, you know what, give me the aux cord. because whatever you were playing the YouTube makes it kept on pausing and going, so I was like, you know what, I'll just keep the music going, because I'm just, I'm just sitting there hanging out. So I kept the music right. going, everybody's going nuts, having an amazing time. He mm-hmm. looks over me, he's like, dude, you should be doing this full time. And I said, look, I don't know, I've got this career in law, I'm pretty much set, and I don't want to take that risk. Next day, he sends me a post, uh, actually, a, a, what, what is now referred to as a meme. From which had a picture of Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street. You know what the quote was? The what only was thing standing between you and your goal is the bullshit excuse you keep telling yourself as to why you can't achieve it. When so he true. told me that, when he sent me that, I was like, motherfucker. A month later, I got my residency at Cornerstone, and you know the rest. After that, the rest is uh, the, the rest is history. I mean, it was just one step in that direction. Um, when we were when we were talking uh, and we were talking about my nine to five at that point, I think we had first talked about it in uh, April of that year, and then three months later, on my birthday, I gave I, I gave my dad my uh, my uh, my my resignation, and I told him, "Look, I love you, but I have to I have to follow this." with me, fortunately, it worked out very, very well and I've been very fortunate to be able to network and be able to meet the uh meet the right people and, and, and in turn be able to return those opportunities as well. Because this industry, as you know Mark, it's a big give and take. It's a you know, people will uh give you a give you a leg to stand on, but also at the same time, sometimes you gotta boost them up in return when uh when, when the time comes back around. And, um, you know, it, in this industry, again, it's a small industry, but at the same time, when you look out for one another, every every other opportunity comes into play.
0: Well, and I think that's where, where you know, being being humble comes into place. You know, there is, to me personally, there is no bigger, bigger trait than, than being humble. And, you know, much like the advice I was given 18 years ago at Barnes & Nobles from Alec Baldwin, I try to maintain that very much so today. And whether I'm on set for a day or 4 days or 6 weeks on a project whatever it is, every single day I go out of my way and I shake hands with everybody from the director of the episode to the writers to you know the hair and makeup to the the guy in the food truck to the people at craft services like because every bit of that production, every person involved in every facet of that production is just as important as the people making that production come to life. And that's where being humble, I think, that's where being humble really comes into play because people notice it and people appreciate it. And if you're stuck up or you're uh, arrogant or you're too good for anybody, nobody wants to work with that and nobody wants to help that.
1: Oh, 100%. Nobody wants to work with somebody who thinks they're better than, uh, than anybody else. And I'll tell you one thing. You can tell a lot by a person, industry or not, just by the way they treat those who are serving them, whether it's a waiter or, you know, like the janitor in their building, sure. whatever it is. When they treat that person at the same level as somebody who's directing the movie or is the CEO of a Fortune 500 company or things of that nature, you know that that's a person who's genuine. And you know that that's a person that you can absolutely uh, you know work with. You don't want to work with somebody who uh, you know who dismisses uh, you know those below them and then uh, sucks up to those above them because that's a telltale sign. Like they're 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 really an opportunist and they're not there to uh, you know to absolutely. be symbiotic in that sense.
0: Absolutely, hundred percent. I guarantee i I agree with you. I, absolutely. I mean, you know, especially in this industry where, and and I, I'm speaking about the entertainment industry as a whole. Um, yeah, a lot of fake people. There's a oh, lot of yeah. fake people in this industry, and if 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 you're sharp enough to distinguish the fake ones from the genuine ones, then then you 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 got a leg up in the industry. There are a lot of people that'll blow smoke up your ass uh, just to get close to you. There's a lot of people who will tell you what you want to hear. Uh, there's a lot of people that'll misguide you, misinform you. Just a lot of phoniness in the entertainment business as a whole. And if you can recognize that, then you already got a leg up. You're already ahead of the game. But I want to go back to the Cornerstone days a little bit. Uh, we spoke yeah. about Dennis Keen, who, who is the owner of, of, you know, the Cornerstone Tavern. Uh, great guy. And you want to speak about Humble. And I'm not just saying this because we know him, but if you want, I mean, Dennis is probably one of the most, Humble people I've come across. You know, he, I've never, in 15 years I've worked in nightlife in New York City, I have never ever come across a bar owner who actually cares about their staff. Every other bar I've ever worked at, the staff was always um, expendable. You know, right. a waitress is a waitress, a bartender is a bartender, a bouncer is a bouncer, a DJ is a DJ. He actually looked after his staff. You know what I mean? He actually encouraged. Like, I can't tell you how many auditions I had while I was working there or, you know, I, I, I was actually working the door there when I booked Boardwalk Empire. And I remember talking to him saying, listen, I, 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 I'm going to need this day off because i got to be on set the next day. And then next week I'm filming this. And he was so happy. Like, it didn't even bother him that he had to find another bouncer. It was so happy. He was so happy. Like, congratulations, absolutely, take the day off. There's no way you could work till 4 in the morning at the door and then expect to be on set for 5.30 and give your best performance. Absolutely, take the day off. We'll figure it out. And he always understood that the people that walked through his door, whether you were a, a, a server or a host or a bartender or whatever, a bouncer, whatever it was, he always understood that that's not why these kids moved to New York City. Right. It was just something they were doing until they get to their goal, till they get to the reason why they moved to New York City. It was just part of the journey, and he always understood that. I've always appreciated that
1: about him. Yeah, that's one thing about Dennis. He's a he, he's a phenomenal human being, and uh, you know he's probably going to be blushing the moment that he listens to the to uh, to the rise. But uh, I will <laughs> tell you this, if he, he, he not only right. gave me my first opportunity, he also pushed me to succeed further in this. And he recognized yeah. that, um, for what I was doing, there was no way that I was going to be able to, uh, even, even get close to accomplishing what I was doing if I had stayed there. And, you know, he's a, he he was a hundred percent right. He gave, he gave me that push to succeed, and, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's had my back more times than you can possibly know. And, if it wasn't if it wasn't for Dennis i wouldn't be uh you know getting even remotely close to uh to where i am now and i truly uh truly am grateful for the opportunity that he's uh you know not only given not only given me but you as well to be able to work over there and give you that flexibility and uh you know i owe a lot to that man and i think it takes i think it takes to say that we um that, that we owe those opportunities uh we that we have those opportunities as a result of yes you know, just a, just a human being, being understanding and being compassionate, which is something that's very rare in New York City nowadays, as you and I both yeah. well know.
0: Uh, no, just it, it, and working there as a whole was very, uh, very enjoyable. It was, it was a, a, a family feel. It was, you know, everybody got along. And that that's a testament to the type of business owner he is. You know, right. everybody associated with everybody. Everybody sat together at the end of the night and had that drink everybody it, it was it was family it was friends and that's a testament to the type of uh to the type of man he is as well as the type of business owner he is so uh exactly thank you, Dennis so where did we move to next like you're at Cornerstone you're spinning records every weekend you got the place bumping like I I remember looking back to my days there when you were DJing and it was they, like there wasn't an ass in the seat because everybody was up on their feet and that's a testament to you and your style of DJing and the type of music and mixes that you would put together and play. Um, how did you go from, you know, a weekend renegade, I'll call it, to to where you are today, man? To, you, you literally went from weekend warrior of DJing, you know, juggling that with a nine-to-five, and now, like, here you are, Making your dreams come true. You're on a plane every fucking week. You're traveling the country. I don't know. You, you might be traveling the world and you're doing what you love to do. Where did that, where did, where did that source of networking come into play for you? How did you make that transmit, transition from weekend warrior DJing at, at Cornerstone Tavern every weekend to actually, actually getting your feet off the ground and hustling and doing this? full-time for a living where 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 and when did that happen for you what was that oh, man, opportunity think, that gave I you think
1: I, I, I think i can pinpoint it to a couple of occasions um i went to miami for the first time in 2014 for music week and i heard so much about wmc and uh you know winter music conference miami music week everything that was uh going on with that and um you know, my um that that year when I went down to Miami, that was uh, you know, towards the end of my residency in Cornerstone, I met a lot of influential people, I met um, you know, a lot of people who are booking agents and uh you know, I met a lot of fellow DJs as well. And uh one of those DJs that I met was DJ Neurotic, uh who is on iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, um, you know, based out of Chicago. And, um, one of the first opportunities that I, um, one of the first opportunities that I, uh, had was because I had Neurotic spin at, um, Sweet 36 when it was still open. Um, now I think it's Clinton Hall now, but, um, I had him spin over there and I gave him my DJ budget. I said, look, I don't care. Take the DJ budget, have fun with it. I wound up rocking that place out for free, essentially. And, uh, you know, I gave, I gave him the DJ budget, which was like 200 bucks over a four hour, uh, time span in those days. And, uh, I, I told him, look, take this for, you know, take the whole thing, spend an hour, have fun with it. And in turn, that led to him having me come out to Chicago, DJing over there. Um, I remember the first time that I, uh, went over to Chicago, he had me DJ at Pitchfork and he had me DJ at Scores and there were a couple of other, uh, spots not Scores, the uh gentleman's club it was a different um, different kind of establishment but uh he had, me, he, had he he had me d j at a you know he had me d j at a at, at two really cool uh two really cool spots and subsequently from being over there people heard me and they were like oh oh snap this guy your honor he's pretty he, he's pretty good so i um you know i took that uh that um that thought process and and i took and and i um the main thing that I did was I just told myself, look, if you give an opportunity to somebody, they're going to come right back and give that opportunity straight to you. And I couldn't be uh, – I really couldn't be more grateful. And I've been taking that formula and I've been multiplying it and I'm multiplying it. Like I'll give you an example. Um, I was in Vegas, uh, I want to say, four years ago or five years uh, – no, yeah, four years ago at this point. And I met a, I, I met this guy by the name of Daniel Agley. And he was running VIP operations at SLS, um, at which we still had the Foxdale Pool Club and all of that, right? So I go over there and I have a friend of mine, um, Charles, is inside, and I'm like, all right, well, let me let, let me go over and let me um, let me introduce myself. So I, you know, I went up to the door. and said, "Hey, I'm uh, meeting up with Charles. I'm on on this guest list, whatever." He said, "Okay, hold on. Um, You know, be, typically, because typically everybody wants to like rush to get in and all of that stuff." Another, another thing for your listeners to uh, keep in mind too is that patience is a virtue and is well respected in this industry, especially in nightlife. If you're not giving anybody <laughs> any issues, they will look at you. They will look at you differently. Like, oh, he's not an asshole. And, um, you know, with Danny, he, he and I talked, I wound up having a VIP wristband for EDC, which is one of the biggest electronic music festivals in Vegas. And he happened to notice that. And it was like, how do I get one of those? And I said, I might be able to get you an extra one. Give me a moment. Let me work my magic. So I called up a friend of mine who was supposed to have two passes, and he only wanted to come in by himself. So I, asked, uh, so I asked my boy, John. Um, can you do me a favor? Would you mind if Danny becomes the plus one? And he says, yeah, no problem. So I give the, I, I give the, um, I give the wristband over to Danny without a second thought. Like, look, here you go. Have fun. He meets me backstage. We're all, uh, we're all having crazy drinks, having a good time. After EDC finishes, um, the next day, EDX is, uh, who's this, uh, famous DJ, uh, this is famous Italian DJ, Maurizio, uh, is his real name. He was DJing at the, um, he was DJing at Foxtail. The next day, I got a table with bottles and all of that stuff. All I had to do was just tip the girls. And it's one of those surreal experiences where it's like, it's not necessarily quid pro quo. It's just people genuinely look out for each other just because they want to. Mm-hmm. I didn't even ask for right. a table. He just, he just gave it to me. And, right. you know, like we look, we look out for each other whenever we can. We'll always, uh, you know, make that look out and, um, and and make that happen. Thankfully, I've been, again, I've been very fortunate that I can, uh, that that I could do that for, uh, do that for others the same way others have done that for me. And, you know, the networking's led to me leading people at SiriusXM, iHeartRadio, Spinning Records, Armada Music, for example. And, uh, you know, now the biggest motivation and the biggest uh, hurdle that I need to overcome is creating all that music in order to take it to the next level. So that's the only thing that's, uh, that's the only thing that's stopping me at this point creating music, and in this game, if you want to stay an open format DJ, you'll, you know, by all means, you'll get you'll, you'll get your shows at, uh, all around and whatnot, and me, right now, I'm in the middle of being where I want to be, uh, because I DJ open format to pay the bills, but also at the same time, I want to do, uh, you know, I want to do rave style music, because the crowd jumps, everybody goes crazy, and it's just an amazing feeling seeing everybody go nuts to what you're doing. And one of the things that I can uh, really attribute to um, really attribute to my success, again, it's just it's just being humble. Uh, I know we talk about that over and over and over again, but it really is just being humble, being genuine, and then people see that they replicate that for you and manifest that for you in other ways. And at the end of the day, it's just a big it's just a big cycle of people looking out for each other and. Um, when you keep that cycle going, you uh, you, you keep your uh, you keep your lifestyle going too. Uh, well, again, you know, of course, you know, I, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish. No, no What I was going to say was, uh, you know, even with that, you also have to be aware of the pitfalls as well. You know, because it's a very fast lifestyle, as you know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you being you, you being in the in the acting sector. I mean, there are uh, you know after after you guys get off set, what happens? There's a uh, there's a cast party. And, uh, everybody decides to go out or whatever it is. And, you know, you guys will, we either wind up like having a party of your own or hitting up a club. And the thing is, in entertainment, you and I both know, it's so rampant. The, uh, you know, the drinking use, the drug use, and, uh, you know, and all of that. You know, and one of, I guess one piece of advice that I have for anybody who is, uh, exploring the possibility of entering the entertainment sector is, be careful. And I say that in the sense of, not I say that in the sense of don't get caught up uh in the uh in the fast aspects of it. People the people who enjoy longevity are the people who uh, are, are the people who really take care of themselves, stay within a good workout regimen and stay uh you know within a good diet. And when you let yourself go, it shows. I mean, I was on a uh I, yeah, I was on a I was on a paleo diet uh for the first couple of years of being in the business, I kind of let myself go for a little bit because I was uh you know traveling and you know, finding those meals that fit me in like Chicago or especially Houston. Oh my God, Houston—it's all barbecue <laughs> and oil grease. So it's almost impossible to find the food that you're looking for. And then, you know, you, you find yourself in a position where you have to you have to like make do with what you got. So you wind up letting go, and you're like, you know what, screw it. I'm only in Houston once in a blue moon. Let me go and uh, let me go and grab some barbecue or whatever. Right. But and then that touches your
0: th- then that touches your lips, and you're like, oh my God, I need
1: it again. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Every time I'm in Chicago, I have to go to Geno's East and get deep dish pizza. Every time I'm in LA, I got to get Top Ramen. Um, yeah. every time I'm in uh, you know, every every time I'm in Buffalo, I have to get Anchor Bar wings because those that was the original bar that they uh invented the buffalo wing at. So, oh, wow. it's yeah. So, a little piece of little piece of history over there, I guess. And uh it's just one. it's just one of those things where, you know, I, uh, look, I, I love seeing new cities. I love going all over the place. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of help in, um, in in this industry. And I would, and I would be, uh, I would be foolhardy not to acknowledge that. So, you know, there's a lot of people that I have to, that, that I have to thank. Um, you know, and I, I, all I can, all I can really do is just find a way to return that favor somehow. Because one, one golden rule for me has been bring something to the table first. And then you'll be in a position to command a favor later, or not even command right. a favor. You'll be able to, uh, you know, obtain a favor later on. And, and I think, and uh, I know. think,
0: and, and I think what a lot of people need to keep in mind too, especially if this is something they're on the fence about pursuing, is you know, I, I, in 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 my experience in the many years I've been in New York doing this, you know, I've come across a lot of people who. You, you sit down with them and, you know, maybe you're in the waiting room of an audition or you're at a showcase or whatever, and you engage with people and you talk to some people and it's like they're so frustrated and discouraged. And it's, you, you, how long have you been doing this? Oh, I've been doing this six months. I've been doing this a year and a half. And it's like, well, first of all, you haven't been doing it long enough. You know what I mean? Like as big of a business monetarily as entertainment is, it's such a small business internally you know everybody oh, really? in the dj everybody in the dj world i'm sure knows each other everybody in the acting world certainly knows each other and it's Absolutely. such a small it's 6 degrees of separation so you you haven't even given yourself long enough to viably network before you even allow yourself to get discouraged so i do agree patience is a virtue secondly you cannot walk into the entertainment business, in any facet, I don't care if you're a songwriter, a musician, a comedian, uh filmmaker, DJ, whatever it is, thinking that this business owes you something. Because yeah, right. this because business not. owes you absolutely fucking nothing. And, you know, I joke about it all the time. My listeners have heard me say it on my podcast once or twice before. When I book something, when I'm on set, whether it's, uh, again, a day or six weeks, doesn't matter, you know like blacklist i did three episodes six weeks boardwalk empire i did four or five days and there there were you know uh happy i did one day godfather of harlem two or three days like it it varies but no matter what i book i'm on cloud nine for the entire existence of my contract and then the minute we wrap up production on that last day it's back to fucking reality for me that i gotta go to bed I gotta get back into my routine. I gotta get up and go to work. You know? I got a wife at home. So which means I have honeydew lists. I gotta take the garbage out. I gotta walk the dog. You know what I mean? So when my con when my contractual obligation is up for each and every project, it's back to reality for me. And I don't know when my next opportunity is gonna come. I don't. Because the business fucking owes me nothing. But if you're humble and you're gracious And you're thankful and grateful, and you exude that when you're on set in front of these decision makers, in front of these people that matter, and in front of these big-time promoters as you're spinning records, and it doesn't matter, that comes across. And people notice that. People truly notice that and say, you know what? It was a fucking pleasure working with DJ Your Honor. Uh, Maybe I'll book him on the next festival. Maybe I'll book him when I do this. It was a pleasure working with Mark Basil. I'm going to keep him in mind for when this comes across my desk next, and I'm going to call him into audition. People truly notice that, and that's how the networking begins. Exactly. In my experience. In my experience. But.
1: So, Not for nothing, you know, nothing, you hit it, you hit it right on the head. Um, you, you know when you when you work with somebody and you exhibit uh, hum, you know humbleness. I hate using the word humility because it has a different connotation in some in some ways. But. uh you know, I, when you exhibit when, when you exhibit humbleness and you exhibit a you know gen, when when you're when you're someone who's genuine, people people really do notice that, and people realize okay, he's not a, he's not a typical industry douchebag. Uh, you know, he's somebody who is actually you know humble and just and just loves being there. And right. people see that and they, and they respond to that as well, um, and they can respect that. Exactly. They can respect
0: that. You know, like it's respectable. Whereas you walking on a set because you booked, and I keep saying on set, I keep referring to my facet of the business. But you know, when you're walking on set and because you booked a role and you're going to be on set for two days, like you're fucking king shit. Or you walk on stage and you're the opening act, spinning records, or the 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 fucking second or third act before the the headline, and you're you're walking in there like you're king shit. That's not respectable. You know, that's not, people don't want to work with that. People, you got one chance to make a good first impression and let that first impression really be relatable to who you are as a, a true person. Don't put on some phony fucking facade. Don't be fake. Let that first impression be true to who you really are.
1: And be genuine and sincere and humble. Amen to that, brother. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't think of other wise words, uh, better wise words to be able to impart to our uh, our fellow uh, brethren in the um, in, in the entertainment sector. Um, you know, even then, even you know, even 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 on the acting side, you know, people on the acting side know people on the uh, on on the music side, and vice versa. Sure. Because those two sure. worlds are those two worlds are you know they're very parallel and on the same and at the same time. You being outside is like me being on the decks or, you know, uh, on stage, whatever, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, that same confidence that's, uh, that, that's uh, that's needed on the decks and the same confidence that's needed on stage. Maybe even, right. maybe even more so. Right, right. Because you, because you, are in, you know, at least, I'll say one thing. It's, uh, it, it it's fortunate that at least, uh, in the, uh, in the acting world, Um, that you have, uh, they have the opportunity to like, okay, if you mess up a line, it's okay, You, you still have another, you still have another shot. I will tell you this, and I can't wait to see you on Broadway, by the way, because I know you would absolutely kill it there. I have a lot of respect for Broadway actors, because they can't fuck up not even once. The moment they do, the audience realizes that. And, you know, even then you have to find a way to play it off. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but you know what though it's true and
1: but but to
0: your point there are some parallels between what you do and what I do because your oh, the, the success of your career path is by reading your audience so like for me as an actor whether I'm in front of the camera or I'm on stage there's always another actor there to give me my cue to you know that that sets me up for my next line But a good actor works off of the actor that's in front of them. So if my my scene partner makes a character choice, how would my character, not Mark Basil, but how would my character react to that? It's all about reaction. Acting is reacting, right? Right. So for you, you know, much like I have to react to my scene partner and be in the moment, you on deck have to react to your audience and be in the moment. I mean, you have to know... Whether or not, if your audience is slowing down, if, if you the people that come to watch you spin, if they're slowing down and are moving momentum, then you have to know, as a DJ, well, what track am I going to put on next to get this fucking party jumping again? Right. So, again, it's reacting. Like, you know, so even though we're in two completely different facets of the entertainment business, there is still that very significant parallel you know that kind of connects both industries you know
1: oh 100% i, I and and i absolutely see where you are where you are going with it um you know when you're when you're in a room especially when you're doing an open format show um when you doing when you doing something in that form you have to be able to read the crowd and see what they like like i'll give you an example i love progressive electronic music i love edm as uh, as most of the uh, non industry folk call it At the same token, though, you know clubs like the clubs like Tao Downtown Avenue, they're mostly hip hop clubs. So you have to play to what the crowd's gonna like, you know. So it's just uh, it's just showing your skill set in a different way. It's like uh, if you if you loved being a, a a drama actor, but people love comedy, so you have to find a way to make people laugh somehow. You're still going to right. be um, notorious for being successful in that regard, even if it's not the way that you intended to do it. But as you grow your platform, you can grow the opportunity to fall into your specific niche, and you just got to keep you just got to keep hacking away at it. I mean, they say yeah. it takes ten years to make an overnight celebrity, right? I'm on year I'm on year six. I still got a long way to go.
0: All right, guys, I want to thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Rise. Hope Gus Medina, a.k.a. DJ Your Honor, gave you that little kick in the ass you needed, motivated you a little bit to chase your dream a little harder, start your week off right. Guys, I want you to tune in next week, next Tuesday, part two of my interview with DJ Your Honor will be released next Tuesday I want to thank everybody once again for tuning in to this week's episode don't forget to subscribe and download you can find us across the board on all podcasting platforms wherever you choose to listen to your favorite podcast is where you could find us just simply search The Rise Mark Basil the link will come up click on that subscribe and download button guys I also want to thank you once again for your dedication to the show we are touching ground on all four corners of the globe, guys. Panama, Colombia, UK, Canada, Mexico, France, Australia, Belgium, Kazakhstan. I mean, we are really, really growing at a rapid rate. So, Everybody who does subscribe, who does download, who does listen, I'm going to encourage all of you to go to Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Apple, wherever it is you listen to your podcast. And I want you to go click on that link at the bottom of the podcasting page. Give this show that five-star rating we deserve so that we could get on the new and noteworthy list, guys. I'm very curious to see how big we could grow this podcast audience, how far of a reach we could actually get, guys. Uh, If you want, you can go ahead. You can look for... DJ Your Honor simply by searching him on Instagram at DJ Your Honor. Simple enough, guys, right? Go ahead, you can search him on Facebook as well, everybody. Uh, I am your host, Mark Basil. You can find me on Instagram at MD Basil. You can also look for the show. The show, we just started a, an Instagram business page for the podcast itself. On that page, it'll be all the news and guest lineups, not to mention little clips and and snippets of our interviews that we're going to throw out into the world give you guys a taste of the upcoming episodes. You can go ahead and you can search that at the Rise underscore podcast. That's at the Rise underscore podcast on the good old IG. You guys can also find me on Facebook simply by searching Mark Basil. You can also look for me on IMDb if any of you are interested in looking at my screen credits simply by searching Mark Basil. Again, I want to thank my guest Gus Medina, a.k.a. DJ Your Honor, for the time that you gave me. I know it's been tricky trying to schedule a time for us to collaborate and get this interview done. I'm very grateful for your time. Again, you can find him on Instagram. Instagram at DJ Your Honor you can look him up on Facebook as well if you guys are interested in seeing where he's going to be spinning records next you can simply go to www.djyourhonor.com on that website, it's a very user friendly website you can contact him, send him a message you could book him if you're looking to book an awesome amazing kick ass DJ that knows how to get the party rocking but more importantly than that it's also got a lineup of all of his upcoming shows guys So you can be up to the minute, up to date with his upcoming performances, his events, what he's going to be working on next, where he's going to be spinning. If you guys want to check him out live, which I do highly encourage, this guy is going to get the party rocking. He's going to change your nightlife. So guys, don't forget, subscribe, download The Rise. You don't want to miss a single episode because The Rise is only going to get better.